0: welcome to the first edition of Proximity Podcast. My name is Joey Lehrer and the first podcast we have for you is an interview that I recorded with Martin Hughes and Fiona Cook who founded Cecil Street Studio in 1997. Since that time they have supported its development into the current hub of Melbourne's improvisational community. In early June as they prepared to hand over the studio's operations to the newly formed committee Cecil's Moving Body, I caught up with them to hear some stories from their past decade. This interview took place shortly after the Jolly Good Show, a special benefit concert put on for Cecil Street Studio by Cecil's Moving Body. We hope you enjoy this first installment of our Proximity podcast, and we hope you look out for the many more to come.
1: Good evening. Hello.
2: Good evening and welcome. welcome to our kitchen. <laughs> this evening we have Professor Joseph Lehrer and Hughes. Welcome, welcome.
1: Kids, and in bed. All. <laughs> reading.
0: <laughs> and all our wondrous listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, last week you guys were at the Jolly Good Show. The Jolly Good Show. How, the it, how did you enjoy it? It was a beautiful show.
1: Yeah, it was a great night, a really great night. I thought they did a fantastic job of bringing people together and great performances. It was mm. a really great feel-good night. Mm.
2: And great wonderful. Credit to the new, wonderful you know, new group. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really a great testament of you know how well they're hanging together and you know doing what they need to do. But also, I was going to say dance house sound great, right? really. Mm. You know, squeezing everybody in. Mm.
1: Great yeah. support yeah. from so everyone good. there. Yeah. I it.
2: That was really good, actually, because that's the kind of thing I, I experienced overseas a couple of times. You know, where different venues would actually do stuff like that to support other venues. Yeah. You know, it was, felt really good like that. Yeah. So you know, so what we need to do. And
0: so, <clears throat> with such an audience turnout and with you know such a wealth of talent performing. Um, where does it feel how does it make you feel um sassel street's place in the improvisation slash (laughs) dance slash (laughs) arts arts community like
1: Mm. well it's it's held together and it's yeah the community's sort of grown itself really and it's um it's. It must be quite an established place. It's sort of funny when you, yeah, looking at, at it from that end. But, yeah, it's it's held together and it's really growing and, and great, all these people that have no idea who they are. That's fantastic too to see.
2: Mm-hmm. I think Michael, Sh- Michael Shaw put it really beautifully. Wasn't he the one who said something? Mm-hmm. He said, it's like, you know, you're, we're like the grandparents now, you know, our, ki- our kids growing up and... And they really, you know, and, and just what we were saying before about the, you know, how well the committee did putting it all together and, you know, it's really, it's, it's mature enough to go on its own and we're, we can just have the no care, um, you know, all care, no responsibility experience of being grandparents and just watching it go on now. Yeah. So that's, that's a good feeling. It's a really nice feeling.
0: Yeah. Um, so from this point now, I'd like to return to the beginning, the very beginning and um. Since Dan- um, Cecil Street is as much a story about the two of you as about a space, um, where and when did you meet?
1: <coughs> well, Cecil Street started as a conversation in the pub. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we'd met before that, and we'd known each other for I don't know. Oh your memory's good. Good time. There was a conversation around there not being enough accessible dance venues. And flux were rehearsing.
2: Oh.
1: This is my story. Yeah, good. Um, flux were rehearsing and finding it really difficult to find re- regular accessible spaces <coughs> that were turned into performance spaces and um, oh you know, we had we had a few dreams and ideas and decided we would start to look for a space that we would live in and start running ourselves
0: and the ways
1: yeah he and I Martin and I yeah
2: that's good I forgot all about that that's really good but that's quite true accessible yeah accessible was something we we always wanted we didn't push very hard for it because it was really accessible meant just available in many ways just so that you know well it meant it was for Janice you know that was part of it because we didn't we we didn't we knew we didn't want you know lots of stairs but we could handle a couple but dealing with all the other venues that were that we were sometimes using were often um co-opted for performances or uh compromised by, by performances so the best one we ever did was we turned up to a space to perform um and there was a dirty big pile of dirt not just sand or something, but garden soil in the middle of the space. We were supposed to teach a class there, you know? and the idea was to make a space that never did that. You know, and you booked it; it was yours. It was for the making of work, for the, for the rehearsing of work, for the teaching, or for the, for the time you had.
1: And we were going to live there forever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And so you actively went on the hunt for a space? Or Fee you... did. Yeah, Fee's the
2: fees the master.
1: Well, we, you know, it was both our project, but I had the time mm. at that time. I was only working. I was working full-time, but I had more hours during business hours to go out and look. So I was um, on a bit of a mission.
2: You had the temperament for it, darling. I had the
1: temperament for Cause it. Because you
2: could deal with the crap that the real estate agents do when yeah. you say, I want 1,000 square metres, and they show you 1,000 square metres, it's split over three floors. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Martin and real estate agents don't yes. go together. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we just kept looking around and then we saw Seth Street and we really, really liked it straight away. But mm. it had, you know, mm. it,
2: had,
1: it was really grotty. It was mm. really grunge. And, the floor was extraordinary. Mm. Remember the dirt? On mm. the floor? And the walls and everything. Yeah. And we had the idea of making it livable, so we knew that we were going to have to put in a lot of. Mm. Elbow greasing, which we just did, which was great. Yeah. That was one of the best parts about the whole
2: Yeah, And all those lovely project. people who came and helped.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic.
2: Yeah, long list of people and we had a beautiful um, kind of uh, celebration dinner in there. Mm. How long did it night? take you to fix up?
1: We got it in May May, and we, didn't, we opened as a studio... I think that was in July. July,
2: yeah. The first of July was yeah, the first month we. opened. We
1: really had to. Yeah. Get okay. in there, and because we lived downstairs, we couldn't even. The room upstairs wasn't livable at that stage. Mm-hmm. So we and there was no. Working bathroom. There's no shower, no. Or anything.
2: Yep. So we
1: lived in the downstairs yep. space, and we had we got this funny old guy. What's his name? Norm the plumber. Norm the plumber. He was about seventy nine. Yeah. To do. To the plumbing. I
2: mean. And. Uh, we did,
1: do, where did we shower? Where did we bath? I don't know. I don't
2: know. But we were living downstairs. All of our, we moved all of our furniture in back through the loading bay, and it was all on the dance floor for the first month mm. we were living there. And the bed was up in the, in the corner where the sound system is. And,
1: we had um, to scrub out the kitchen because it was just oh. diabolical and paint the floor. It was really amazing. Yeah. And we ate lots of mashed potatoes <laughs> retro.
2: Yeah, lots of ma- bangers and mash and retro. Retro was the kitchen, that's where we yep. ate for two months. And then Norm came in and did the bathroom and the. Who were the guys who did the floor?
1: Sanded the floor. Sanded we had the floor. floor sanded originally, which is what we were really excited about that venue because it had a springy floor and a wooden floor. Mm. And everything else we'd seen was concrete and we were really excited. Mm. About it was just that. a matter
0: of cleaning up the floor and that was. Mm.
1: We had it sanded and polished.
2: Spent a bomb on the floor?
1: And then it broke up. And, yeah. and
2: it didn't survive. But the, and the walls were, were shocking. They were covered in blue tack.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and dust. The dirt. It's the okay. memory of Susie Hurley up on top of the kitchen, mm. you know, kind of wrapped up yeah. like a ninja okay. trying to keep herself, <laughs> you know, from dying yeah. from inhalation of whatever. I mean, it was just hideous. Yeah. Um, but She, yeah, up there with that little vacuum cleaner, that's still there, still working. Mm. It sucked all the dirt out.
1: And Andrew Grey moved in with us?
2: Yeah, that's and right, he, Andrew
1: Gray. Yeah. And he had the downstairs room and he hand sounded the floor and he did a lot of work too. Yeah,
2: he did a lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah.
0: Was it daunting taking on the studio or I mean from no. from deciding to to want a space and then finding it and then was there
2: any No, it was fantastic. It was so it was so um exciting mm. you know to yeah. find it and then and then to go yeah we can do it and mm. you know we, could, we did all the maths and worked it all out and you know and that's all nonsense but we <laughs> thought we could you know it made sense to us and you mm-hmm. know we mm-hmm.
1: found this old lawyer solicitor yeah, that, that's right and that yeah no it's oh, just exciting God. yeah it's it was really yeah. exciting
2: yeah and so many people
1: helped you know people helped yeah it was it was never something
2: we were doing on our own no,
1: mm. really yeah. Yeah,
2: not with Andrew and you know all
1: those bots. Wendy and that was Wendy, just great. Yeah. It was great. It was great. Yeah, it was a really exciting adventure.
0: Mm. And so, some of your regular tenants—have have they come and joined you at that stage, or
1: Peter Trotman? Is as soon, much oh, as soon right. as we opened, took Monday nights, and he has had every <laughs> single Monday night yeah. without a break for ten years.
2: Wow. Mm. Yeah, he's. I, he started to slack off, you know, because <laughs> he's taken a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks off over the last year. You know, I've been meaning to send him an email, going, "Come <laughs> on, Pete, You know, where's your dedication?" <laughs> you know, he, yeah, I
1: just
2: Christmas, yeah, yeah.
1: Monday nights has been Peter for ten yeah. years. Tuesday nights has been the, the jam. jam for ten years. Mm. Um, and but, yeah.
2: but that was the thing with... we were trying to remember. That when does, when did when did Cubitt Street fold? Because we didn't have when we moved into the studio. We had no no idea who would use it. We didn't have anybody booked in, but very quickly we got we well Peter, and we got and we well we knew the jam. We knew we 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 probably get the jam there, but when did ours start? Not till the Christmas.
1: Well, he us. He phoned us and said, "Look, Cubit um, Street is being redeveloped." It was just mm. the timing of it was bizarre because we had no idea of that, mm. and either didn't he. No. And he said, "Would you have space? You know, do you think mm. we'd be able to talk?" And we went,
2: "Sure, yeah, sure."
1: Because I mean, we had, and it that sort of happened faster than we had time to plan mm. other things too. But it was such a mm. uh, yeah, it was a godsend. It was.
2: Mm. But was that by Christmas? Oh, I I remember?
1: It. We have it back with yeah, we we'd have, have the diaries. We have the diaries. Have the diaries. Have all the information.
2: Yeah, that's right. Oh wow, that's right. We We've got go all back. the
1: original diaries and message books and all that stuff. So yeah, all really the, the first year. Yeah, exactly.
0: mm-hmm. mm. So in that, in those first couple of years, what were some of the challenges that that you faced?
2: Living there was a pretty big challenge. Living there was tough, and that was that was disappointing. And you know, it was a beautiful place to live, actually. Um, that the That room upstairs is a great place is 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 a beautiful place to be it's got fantastic light and it's very warm um a bit too warm in summertime great view lovely place feed beautiful things yeah. you know setting it up up there but but sharing your it's not really your lounge room but the space between your bedroom and the toilet yeah. your bedroom and the kitchen with whoever comes and goes that was tough um but the challenges of running the space.
1: Mm. I mean, it was, you know, it, it did put financial challenges in front of mm. us, but we, for some naive reason, we weren't daunted by it.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: And it's not like we were overflowing with money. I mean, I think people had ideas that we had all this money, and we didn't. Mm. We really didn't, and we weren't on huge salaries, you yep. know. Mm. We were just naive and yep. just mm. willing, like just really Determined and willing to make you know that we could make this work, yep. we could mm. make this work. and so
0: what was your vision for that time, like in terms of did you have a sort of where you wanted the studio to be in two, three years' time, or were you just simply about kind of getting it up, getting it running?
1: Well I, I mean right from the beginning it was about a place for workshops and classes. Mm. like right from when we mm. opened up, we were really clear that it was for workshops and classes and research. Mm. and for explorations like that was performance wasn't a focus
2: for the the making of yeah
1: we talked yeah we talked a lot about that about the making of and just exploring our own practices and Mm. you know finding a home for the contact community and that was exciting and and that we just I think felt it would you know and believe there was enough happening out there enough independent people and Mm. that things would just (laughs) Happen. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but, but you know, so but, but, but pretty much they did. I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know when we first worked out that we had to have a feast.
1: Yeah. Oh, we worked that out pretty That quick. was,
2: was that, did we have a feast the first year? We realised
1: pretty quickly that in the school holidays we had nobody yet. came. Yeah. And we went, we have to do something. So
2: the first feast was fantastic. The first feast was just an extraordinary thing to be, to, to have made. You know, to, to be, be a part of the um, Yamcha. yeah, the yumcha, and that's the the way the the idea of the feast came from, and it was this, and that was, and it, it was it, it was something of the model that we were after too, to try and bring people, um, bring different disciplines together, bring different teachers together, let people sh- you know experience a range of things and not be, um, uh, you know, kind of open up their experience outside of the particular niche that they had found themselves in. So the young child was this idea of, of offering lots and lots and lots of little tasters of lots and lots of different styles yeah. of improvisation and
1: And you were key, very keen too because something that interested you was as a, a teacher doing collaborative teaching too oh, yeah, and learning sure. from other teachers, yeah. you know that idea of bringing teachers together and yeah, 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 sharing yeah. disciplines and so it's definitely <coughs> meant to be working.
2: It was definitely meant to be just as much for the teachers as for the participants that, well, the teachers would be participants, that we tr- try to encourage the teachers to come to classes you know, as students, and then you know, go to each other's classes and share ideas. And you know, there was, yeah, that, I, that kind of like a conference, you know, a physical conference. Um, yeah, and that, and, you know, that, it was great. It, mm-hmm. it really, you know, it really worked. And we, got, we had so many people and, you know, so many classes. And I don't was it a week? For a week or a weekend? I
1: think so. We've still got on. The... We've
2: got the programs.
1: Yeah. But that, that was really, it was very exciting and it was very inspiring for us, for us to move on mm-hmm. and to go. Mm. Well, I mean, we were, we were moving on anyway. We had a five year lease with another yeah. five year option. Like, we knew oh. we were there for five years, yeah. really. And so.
2: And probably ten.
1: And probably ten. So we, yeah, that first feast was really encouraging. We just went, oh, but, you know. Potential. And people came.
2: Mm-hmm. and they
1: talked about it in a really positive way. So that felt good. Mm-hmm. And by that stage, Al was there, and,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, he'd, yeah. I mean, it was an ideal for him, I don't think, at first, because it wasn't Cubitt Street, and mm-hmm. we were so aware of that, but it, but both being grateful that yeah. mm-hmm. we could fit.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. so had, had either of you had um, contact with Al? or done stuff at Cubitt Street or, you know, like the relationship mm. pre-Cecil Street, was that sort of fairly
2: established? Yeah, it was pretty strong.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, it was quite strong. We
1: both went to You'd Cupid. done
2: a lot of these classes.
1: Well, you? yeah. yeah. You, no, well, not a lot, but I'd done quite a few series at our... Like I'd spent a lot of time at Cubitt Street.
2: Yeah. And you... i spent a lot of time at Cubitt Street too, rehearsing with Flux and performing yeah, there. Yeah, and, and Nick and, and Yeah, and Nick.
1: And we used to see each other at Cubitt Street. Yeah, yeah that's, right.
2: You know. that's right. That's right, that's right.
1: Cubitt Street was, yeah, yeah, well, that's, yeah, where most, a lot of the people, and that's what was so incredible that when Cubitt Street dissolved, dissolved, yeah. well, the building, not the, yeah, no, no. there was somewhere that people could go. And we mm. were just very lucky, yeah. really, in the timing of that, and although mm. we had no idea.
0: Yeah. And so then at what point did you guys shift out from the studio?
1: When I was pregnant,
2: <laughs> 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 so that was when '98. '98. So we started in '97, of course. Mm. So started in '97. We lasted until oh, a year. Yeah, about a year and a year and a bit. Oh no, no, no! Because um, we bought the house the fifteenth of December, mm. nineteen ninety ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Because I was thirty-five. Mm. My thirty-fifth birthday. Was the day that the house across the road went up for auction, right? And as a birthday present, <gasps> we bought me a house. <laughs> it was, it was great. We had a birthday party that night. And people said, So, what'd you get for your you know, your birthday? And I just, at the door, I just yeah. pointed at the other house. And go, but
1: all of that, too, <laughs> was incredible. The, you oh, know, no. I, I was pregnant. I know. We had to move. Oh. We didn't want to go far because we just wanted to stay there. We, yeah. were, we were just like, and then this house across the road, tiny little box. Yeah became available, and, mm. and we could, in a bizarre way,
2: mm, keep oh yeah. yeah, it. Like, yeah.
1: So we sort of didn't move out of the space, mm. which I think was good at that time. Mm.
2: Yeah.
1: Gosh, that feels like
2: that period before we moved, before the house was sold, sorry, before we bought the house, that feels like a much longer period than it, yeah, but it's only six months. You know what I mean? Because mm. we did so much in that time, yeah, but I guess it's true. It was, and anyway, so that means three we could months. Go on well, could could uh, go on a long time. It's That's good. Right. It? good. It's really interesting. <laughs> but that that means three months later, we had three months three month settlement. That means we moved out January February, March, over the road. So about a year. So it was just less. than was nine months of a year, right? So we were out by by March, and then Nikki Nikki Ma. No.
1: Mm-hmm. Jen Crossman. Jen Crossman was the first mm-hmm. who
2: moved in. Yeah, probably Jen.
1: Andrew moved upstairs when we moved across the road. Mm. And then when there was a series: Jen Crossman, and Nikki Nair, mm. Colin Sneeze Me.
2: Colin <laughs> who was the young one? So known before she became young. Mm. Anyway, someone else, English woman.
0: And then, um, so when you moved, you obviously. Um, cause you guys have been basically running the studio yourselves. Like, so as you moved, you took the running of the studio with you mm-hmm. and kind of, how has that impacted on your life over the last time?
1: Mm-hmm. Different stages, mm-hmm. different impacts for me. Cause when we first moved out and you know, I had, we had Tom and, oh, mm. you know, it, it was a big impact. Because I was sort of do it, coping with a new baby and answering the phone. Because like, mm. I was doing all the bookings. And, and what was her name? Who was that woman who booked in? <laughs> that name,
2: It wasn't name. her fault.
1: <laughs> uh, it wasn't her fault. You know, a woman from America. And she was there. And I had to put flowers out for her every morning. And Tom was only a week's old. And it was so stressful. Do you remember? Well, that was Deborah Hay. Deborah Hay. Oh. Deborah Hay. Oh. And Tom was only a couple of weeks old. Oh. And, you know. And I was trying to get it so right because she was doing workshops yeah. like at seven in the morning and I had to open up for her and be, yeah. you know, bright-faced and have flowers yeah. there and all this stuff and I had like a two-week-old baby. And I'm just... yeah. <laughs> it was madness mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, but then there are other times when it seemed to just slot into our lives. We got yeah. so used to it.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: we got smarter about it.
2: Yeah, you're a lot smarter about it.
1: Yeah. We stopped answering the phone during the day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, stopped, we stopped we machine. we stopped having both of us make bookings, yeah we let one of well, us make we just had make a, there bookings.
1: was a section yeah, we learned no. that that didn't
2: work yeah um you know we did a bunch of things oh, I want to get the diaries out for two of the dates
1: um. some of those early people those yeah. message guys those Oh, stuff. the
2: right. message guys
1: there's a whole lot of stuff we oh, should oh, go okay. through the diaries and write some of them down because there was yeah. some very funny stuff that happened in the early days. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So
0: the that you in that small room downstairs, like currently you have Noel, but before that you had other treatment we, people. Or?
2: We the, we were approached by someone who was just finishing their course, and he represented a, grou- a group of people who wanted to set up their practice there. And they were going to take upstairs. I'm pretty sure we're going to we're going to move in upstairs. And there were long negotiations, and I basically killed that idea pretty smartly. Mm. With a with a wonderfully written contract that scared the shit out of them and <laughs> sent them packing. Um It's really stupid. Uh, that would have been fantastic to have them up there. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was. There was.
1: Noel came in pretty quick. Noel
2: came in pretty pretty smartly. Because she
1: came back, I think. We still I'll have to check with her, but I think she came back from Perth and she wanted to reestablish her business, mm. her Alexander business, mm. in Melbourne and. You know, and the people who were coming through Cecil Street were familiar to her, so it was an ideal place, really, for her to be. And so, and also meant she could do a class and then do a a session. And Um, I'll check with her about that, but I'm pretty sure. So she that happened fairly quickly, and again, she's been there.
2: So the pressure, you know, the 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 thing. Um. Just thinking about, you know, the work and how it affected us, you know, in different times, the, the it, you know, there were literally times of the year that were difficult, mm-hmm. that you needed, that we, we needed to plan better for, and with, you know, a small child, and we never managed to actually plan early enough, but we always managed to make make something happen, you know, over the Christmas holiday break, or in that January in the month of January was always a disaster because there, there was no one here Um, so we'd run a feast or something like that and you know some of those were sublime you know none of them were ever as good as that very first one mm. you know there was some you know just in terms of the energy of it and you know we were so excited mm. there were some extraordinary you know extraordinary wonderful workshops you know and, and you know some great programs of classes that were run in those and those summer feasts um, and then we'd run winter feasts and things like that so those moments where the fun got out of it and and, and there was there was work to be done to make it to just yes. simply pay the bills yeah. and then and and but but they were very you know what would happen is you you you'd get involved in one of those things and then you would discover that you'd created you know this beautiful thing you know this yeah. this an, an, another great event would be happening you know yeah. and and these wonderful people would come and learn and teach and be a part of the event.
0: So when it came up to the first five-year option, was there
2: much hesitation about taking it on again or...?
1: Not really. I don't
2: remember. I don't remember there being any real hesitation. Um,
1: No, because at that stage it was, yeah, I think... It'd, it'd go par- it it had gone part. I mean, it went through scary stages. I mean, we had stages mm. where, I yeah. know I was mm. doing all the kids for a while, and, and, yeah. and I, you know, and it was scary sometimes. Where you're just going, we don't have the money to mm. pay the rent, mm. you know, for this huge place, mm. and so, there, yeah, there were lots of stages like that, mm. and so you would have to make things happen, and that was the thing that was. Mm. That pressured it. Mm. it was just going you know the school high is coming up and we have to get something in there yeah mm. we have to we have no mm. choice it's not about it's about just paying that bit of rent and so that was hard but mm. but at the end of the five years i think we must have been when that time carrying we must have been having a good patch yeah mm. you mm. know we mm. weren't having one of those moments because mm. we yeah. didn't it wasn't we mm. never considered not mm. taking it
0: yeah. and and you have run the studio um this whole time. Um, independent like in terms of, of funding yeah um, was there ever a decision was that a very conscious decision that you wanted it to be clearly independent or did you ever investigate funding options or
2: it's, um, the, the answer to that one's quite mixed um, no we didn't investigate the funding we the money was always a big problem but f- getting funding is also Another problem that you have to buy into—you have to find the time um, to write the applications, to, or to find you know the sources to write the applications, and then fulfil the requirements that are placed around that money. So there was always a sense that it was it was better for us to stay clear of that. And certainly, I've, I've got I've got a document I've, I've written stuff about this because there was a there's a hot way in which that also worked for what we wanted to have happen there too. If you start taking money from the public purse and the public and other artists, yeah. you know, teachers and dancers and people start looking you, looking at you as competition and looking at you as, you know, it, it changes your relationship to the to the group of, to all of the people that you'd love to have come in, yeah. you know, and that was really always great to be able to be a um, a neutral partner. Yeah. No, no. You know, and, and have a neutral exchange with, with other artists. You know, we're not we're not after your turf. We're not after. You know, yeah. we're not taking. We'll just we'll just make it work yeah. somehow. i mm. um, always always like that stand. Yeah.
1: yeah, and things were bubbling along. I suppose it would have been getting project money for feasts and things like that. But, but you know, we yeah, we fine. got ourselves caught out where both of us were working full time mm. apart from the studio and children. You know, and with mm. kids, so we just didn't have the time. Like, even yeah. if at times yeah. when we you know, we'd sort of go, yeah, it would be good, you mm. know, it mm. would be good if we had got a little bit of funding. And you were always really clear, though, about not, about keeping that separate, about not having to be part of, have criteria that we had to tick off, you know, that let yeah. things just be as they are. And that's but, good. And, but
2: there's the other thing, what you're reminding me of is, is, you know, there's the there's the double bind that getting funding, can get you into where it's it isn't see because we weren't our Cecil street was not a project Cecil street was a 10-year commitment mm. so getting getting project money
1: yeah.
2: meant we had to put a lot of effort into getting a small amount of money to last a month or two right and it's and we, we did do that anyway but it's not a it's not a model that actually has is a, has a, is a sustainable model it's not a long term model it's it's a, it's a, a one off model mm. unless unless you get enough money in order to get someone you know one of us perhaps or someone else you know as an administrator to go looking for money all the time yeah mm. um and fund and pro, and doing that work as the work you know finding mm. money as the work so we needed to find ways of make of making Cecil Street fund itself that didn't you yeah. know that work differently to that, yeah. um, and at one
0: point, I know. Yeah, I, I know you had someone else come on board. you had Kate Sumner as an mm-hmm. um, intern come on mm-hmm. board and had a um, chat with her great. the other day, and mm-hmm. she had some beautiful things to mm-hmm. say about kind of what her, what her time with you um, gave her an understanding of you know you know, real behind the arts kind of thing in terms of the fact that... Jumping on like, the
2: bed with our kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that,
0: you know, art is, yeah. um, you know, art is where art exists, you know, mm. kind of, and, and the behind the scenes mm. effort mm. that you put into running an independent studio. Um, How was it when she was around for that six months?
1: It was great. She was fantastic. It was great. Yeah. It was really great to know that, in the first place, that Deacon sort of acknowledged because mm-hmm. she was a Deacon, and that they had us down as an option, mm. you know. And you go, oh, oh, yeah, goodness, right, okay. Mm. Um, and and she was fantastic, um, and it was so helpful to have her. And because mm. we had small children, and so she would just come and let herself in. It was in where Tom's room used to be, the office then. And she did a number of things. I mean, she got us internet, <laughs> internet <connection. gasps> She got us on email. She got Fantastic. us on email. Fantastic. And, um, you know, what you do know, I do for my real job? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she, you know, she just followed up with bookings and she was terrific. And I could sort of be off, I don't know, you know, and I'd get back and she'd leave a note of where she was up to and Ooh. then I'd write a note. and so we'd sort of, And it was terrific. It was so great to have someone else... With, to plan with too, mm. you know, mm. and she was really enthusiastic and she mm. did one of the feasts. Yeah, that's right, the... that's right, that's right. Yeah, did she? Yeah, one of the summer. No, not... oh, it doesn't matter. She did
2: one of the feasts. Yeah. yeah.
1: And Anne-Marie and Helene helped with yeah, one of right. the feasts.
2: That's right, they did a winter one. Yeah.
1: yeah. But it was really great having Kate. And also knowing because she was so wanting to learn about it. Mm. So yeah. she was, mm. she was really wanting to learn and so we tried to be... And a bit systematic about it. <laughs> mm. I'm sure she, you know, she left at times going, Oh, my <laughs> Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not to do it. <laughs> and then the kids fell in love with her and... She'd come and look up. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. She it's was fun. such a great babysitter.
0: And, I mean, because it's it's been such a part of your family, like how to... Out of Tom and Cora, um, what's their relationship
2: to Sister Street? It's
1: Tom's lounge room.
2: I yeah, think. it's just Tom's lounge room. He's just. It
1: still he is, I think, when he yeah. was baby, because yeah. he lived across the road, and that was his space.
2: Mm. And yeah, he, he he's
1: right.
2: all, he's one. You know, he's a great audience member. You know, and I'm, I love watching him watch things. He's very respectful of the space when people are dancing and things. I hope that's really true. I, hope, you know, there are other people going, "Oh my God." Tom Hughes again, but then you know. But when, but then when there's a break, or when when it's just us in, the, in that space, then he just loves to be in the middle of that space, playing around, you know, with the balls, and, mm. you know, dancing and around. He and he
1: now does Zoe's classes. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's
1: beautiful about that. Boy, I don't think has because she was born here. Yeah. yeah. So she yes. has a slightly different relationship to the studio, but she talks about it as our studio.
2: Shall we pause for a minute and just put them to bed?
1: Well, you go into here.
2: We pause
0: the interview here shortly as Martin and Fiona put the children to bed. Fiona returned first to the table before Martin returned, bearing the early Cecil Street diaries. Oh, Martin's got the diaries.
2: Oh, I just wanted to get the dates because it just. I'm so struck by how quickly we.
1: We yeah. should go through this The very first diary would be. I mean, not now. Not now darling, the very first diary would be.
0: Know, like noise Remember, enough.
1: we used to walk down to works <laughs> and get our diary. and everything yeah. was done in written form. Like there was nothing. None of it was done over email. It was I must actually
2: print off the Sizzle Street diary.
1: It's telephone, and it was all written up
2: yeah
0: so um fee you were just saying then while we had the mic off that you know it's the story of Cecil street is a personal story um and uh so when it came up to the to the 10 years um and you were making the decision whether to go on or not was it um was it hard
1: no no because we i think uh, I was quite clear, I think we were both...
2: At the end of the 10
1: years? Yeah, that, that we weren't going to go past 10. Yeah. That, and for, for me too, and it wasn't, I, like I actually don't find it a s- sad thing. Really. It wasn't like that, it was like we took on that and then the potential mm. for Cecil Street is in, well beyond us and yes. that we felt and I felt mm. at times that, you know, oh, if other people were doing this, they could do so much more. But like well, We just never Christian, had the time you know? and, and we sort of, we didn't even have the time to organise it for it to be answered because mm-hmm. we did it at night in our lounge room and, and it was, and it was rolling along. So no, I was, yeah, I think it was, we were both clear that after 10 years we were out and it would have been sad if I, I was actually surprised at the owners,
2: let mm-hmm. the lease
1: continue. I actually thought it would have been sold to developers yeah. and we wouldn't have had any choice anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's just been fantastic. And again, another, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, just another little bit of the sort of magic pie of Cecil Street that the owners have gone, no, it's a good thing. Keep going. And you go, they've got prime real estate in Fitzroy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they're not dancers. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, so all that stuff just seemed to be, you know, it's just meant to keep going. But we were quite clear that it's not about, and it's not about us going anywhere else or like we'd love to actually start using it. Yeah. Because that was something that became very hard for me, particularly, that I felt I was, um, doing all the admin and never dancing. Yeah. But that wasn't. I mean, that was also because I had small children. It was just a combination of choices. Um, But I wouldn't do it
0: differently. We have another short pause in the interview as Martin tends to one of the children. Right, well, third time lucky. So, yeah, I guess just sort of um, ending off, I wanted to, you know, ask you some of the for the last ten years, or some of the things that Cecil Street had host- hosted that you've been most proud of, or um, small moments,
2: big moments. First feast. Um, all the conundrums. You know wasn't that wasn't something that Cecil Street produced. It was just a place that, you know, I'm pleased that we were the venue, you know. Um, there's lots of that, you know. I'm so pleased that we were the venue for Peter Dropman, for Al's work, for um, for, uh, for the jam.
1: Yeah, there's there's lot, there's so many. I think there uh, were so many, cla- you know, you'd go to a class or a um, workshop and, and have those moments, I'd lie on the floor warming up and look Mm. up at that stupid sign on the ceiling Mm. Mm. when we had a garage sale and Mm. that was the only piece, you know, things like that Mm. and feel great about it. And Mm. like even looking at these early, Mm. you know, when Dad's compass were in and (gasps) Philippa Rothfield used to have, you know, that was, she used to have two hours every week. People who, it was quite different, Mm. but um, it was a really lovely Meeting place to be mm. living there and yeah. have people coming in and mm. um, and other people's enthusiasm—it's always felt great. Mm. Um.
2: Um, uh, you know, thinking about meeting thing. You know, um, hot—you uh, know—feast, feast, workshop days. And it'd be stinker, you know, and then we'd have to open up the loading bay and everybody would take a break, you know, sitting on the loading bay, you know, underneath the that platform. You know, dangling their, dangling their legs over the side. and Or the barbecue we had out the front. Um, a Martin Kio's workshop. Martin Kio mm. was there. Yeah, that was a feast. And we had a barbecue at the front um, on the Weber, mm. And, you know, everybody hanging around the front there. And, oh! Um, that's in that diary. Who was that Danish, Swedish, something about a choreographer? Who did that piece down the street? The dancers came into the studio mm. from the street. Um, oh what was her name? Anyway, and then and then they performed, you know, mm. in the studio mm. but at the beginning of it at the audience and the dancers were in the street. And it was beautiful. Mm. Um that's what we conversations to do, around didn't.
1: that kitchen table yeah, 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 yeah. that was often lovely too at night after classes mm. people staying and chatting and mm. Um, mm. Yeah, just some of the conversations and but your, 30th, a, your 40th, you
2: know, yeah, it was really nice. Was
1: really you know, our,
2: our wedding. Our wedding. <laughs> that was great. That was really great. That was really great. But that's the thing, you know, Look, it'd be great to look through these diaries and just pull out you know, all of those memories.
1: So much has happened. And I really
2: need to print, print off the electronic one. Sorry. And Christmas
1: with our... Mellie's from Perth. Oh, yeah, that was right. great. This is where it's so intertwined with our mm, personal lives. It's great. It's mm. our, our other, yeah,
2: and your other lounge room. Yeah, in yeah, the other lounge room. You know, Moving up not,
1: here changed that a bit
2: when yeah. we moved. Up. Yeah, yeah. But then people just moved into the into the bungalow. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> we just brought them up. And, you know, <laughs> so we'd have we'd have conversations around this table. Mm. Um,
1: some lovely, yeah, lovely moments just living there, just, you know, getting home and, and people would be there and mm. sometimes that would be irritating and other yeah. times it would be really lovely to actually come mm. in and go, wow, people are doing this amazing stuff mm. here. Yeah. So that, so that's cool. it. I mean, you know,
2: it is just it, isn't it? I mean, it's just it's just the fact that, that it, it is and it was, you know, that, that's the, the thing that always makes me feel warm and fuzzy. You know, I always joke with Fee about, you know, when I'm a grandparent or even now, you know, you look back at it and you go, it's just the grand stupidity of it. <laughs> you know, the grand naivety of it. You know, you, you ask us you know, what were we, th- you know, what were we thinking? You know, how did we, how did we imagine we could make it work? Well,
1: oh no. And we, we just made we it up in, as we yeah, went along. Exactly. Like- Insurance? How do we do that? Oh, I just wonder. Just, yeah. we just made it up as we went along. Like it was not like we had any formula to follow or anything.
2: Mm. But
1: but for some crazy reason, we felt we could do it. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's great. And if you
2: knew, if we knew half of what we,
1: knew, oh. we never would have
2: touched it. You know, it's just no. well. That, but that's the thing, though. You know, any good idea can get killed by you know too much forethought. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly.
0: You know naivety or, you know, what, what, what someone calls naivety is, is actually someone not knowing they can do it makes it happen, you know, like, you know, bumblebees flying. Mm. Um, Yeah. And, uh, is there, you know, as you pass it on, do you, do you have any kind of hopes or, you know, of, of where it may go in the future or? Yeah. In the next ten years, of what would you see Cecil Street as? Or are you really happy for it to? I'm.
2: I, I'm. Ta- you know, I'm. I was just going to say. You know, more of it. You know, and more. Of what Fee was saying about, you know, taking the potential of Cecil Street and doing. You know, and and making the most of that potential. Um, uh, and. But then, at the same time, t- torn between you know, and people like people have wanted to ask us about insurance and about the methods we're using, <laughs> the methods we're using for bookings and for you know diaries and, and 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 wanting to actually say it's so important not to be coloured by what we've done and what what you know it's so important to just let it be open again to what to what it will become.
1: I think it's great that you know this group have come together. It's really you know. Mm. So exciting and mm. um, and whatever, yeah. I really trust that whatever direction it goes, mm. it'll, it'll be fine. Like there is so much potential there, mm. and and it, just the fact that it stays open mm. and be, and remains, you know, a place that people can go and mm. is is good. And anything else that happens is yeah. great yeah. and yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, like I don't I don't have any.
2: Mm. Nate,
1: yeah, I yeah. don't have any particular direction or
2: vision mm. for.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, thank you very much for your time and having me around your kitchen table, and um, I only hope that um, yeah, it's inspiring to hear your mm. stories, and um, I only hope this you know forty odd minutes gives some justice to you know <laughs> what <laughs> what Cecil Street was, is, can be, and. Mm. Um, um.
2: Don't worry. We'll we'll write the book. Yeah.
1: I <laughs> know. Oh, I want to. I want to just have another one of those dinners in the place. And, yeah. You know. Yeah, have, yeah. 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 That's yeah.
2: Right. The book, and that's bore what people we'll, send people sent us. Sent <laughs> us. It won't be the slide night. It'll be the diary night. Now, we'll start with ninety-seven. <laughs> First of all, don't you
1: remember? <laughs> ah, love. <Yeah. laughs> I I love
0: how um one of those diaries that I opened it up and the first thing on the on the yearly planner is, is Tom and Cora's scribbles <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's about yeah. as good as the planner yeah.
2: got yeah. 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 and um, what
1: happened tonight with having to go into it yeah. you know, that's how we've run the studio Basically. Yeah. Yeah. hang on yeah. can you hold on a minute cool. somebody's drowning <laughs> <laughs> I really mean it <laughs> thanks for joining us for our
0: first Proximity podcast we hope you enjoyed it, and if you have any feedback, our email address is proximity at slightly.net. Until next time, enjoy the dance.